Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of series two of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. I just want to start by giving you a quick heads up on what we're going to be covering in the next couple of episodes. So in the next episode, which is episode 22 of series two, on the 3rd of August, I've got an interview with Kevin Hall from Global Integration. Now, Kevin has been one of the preeminent experts in remote working for the last 25 years. Now, obviously, over the last 18 months, the world has caught up with him and he uh, the 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 work that he's been doing, particularly around engaging remote, virtual and hybrid teams, uh, has really, really sort of become a, a priority for all of us. So uh, Kevin's got some amazing insights into how he sees the world panning out and the way of working, the world of work, uh, and particularly from an engagement and comms perspective. So I suggest you definitely listen into that episode, which, as I said, is coming out on the 3rd of August. And then the following episode after that, episode 23 on the 17th of August, is an interview with Neil Jenkins from Iron Mountain. And Neil's going to be telling us all about the challenges and and uh, the the pleasures of communicating to a really large, complex organisation. Uh, Neil's organisation has 25,000 employees all over the world, and uh, he's got some amazing stories about that both the business and what it does, but also how they've engaged a very diverse workforce through some some really innovative comms so i look forward to uh, to that one which is going out on the 17th of august so um just a final uh, thing before we go into today's guest interview uh, just a quick reminder if you do know anyone who would benefit from listening to the show who's not already a subscriber please let them know please send them a link to the uh, this episode and, and any other episodes that you think they that might be of interest to them that uh, we have in our back catalog um and the other thing is just to remind you that uh, it, it, when i refer to the show notes in any of our interviews I, I mentioned this on the last show but the show notes are on our website so if you if you are listening to this on itunes or spotify uh, or any other platform you will have some basic show notes in the actual text on the uh, the link or on the uh, the actual podcast that you have on your on your screen. But if you want to read the detailed show notes, you need to head across to our website, which is engagingic.com, where you will find all of the episodes and this one in particular um, listed there. You you'll be able to. There's a player where you can listen to it directly from there, or you can you can re-listen to it. But also underneath that, you will find a detailed set of show notes which is all of the uh, a kind of a written summary of the of the uh, the communication and the conversation that we're having with the guest but also any of the links that I refer to in the show notes you'll find them in there as well so anyway on to today's interview <laughs> Earlier on in season two of the podcast, we ran some short episodes around values and how you could create your values, how you could um, basically refine your value, organizational values, and then how you could communicate them and particularly how you could use stories in order to bring them to life within your organization. You can find those if you look back in our, some of our previous episodes. Um, but since then, I've been trying to find some examples uh, other than our own client work of, of people who've been doing this within their own organization. Uh, of actually identifying and really 
really really drilling into those organizational values not in a in a kind of a wordsmithing way but in a way that really kind of brings them to life operationalizes them for for people within the organization um, and helps them to understand what it is we actually mean because at the end of the day values organizational values are there really just to to help us to um, uh, make more consistent decisions that are that are more aligned with 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 what it is as an organization we believe in and what we're trying to do so that's what today's interview is today interview is about today i've uh, found someone uh, who reached out to me actually who who offered to tell this story of a, of a really incredible uh, incredibly large organization a very diverse organization with very complex um, needs and requirements in terms of, of of you know that diversity and the scale of the operation and how they decided to launch their values um, in, in, in probably really challenging times in the middle of the pandemic um, but not only launch them in a in a kind of superficial way but actually really do some really good work in terms of bringing them to life and making them uh, absolutely relevant to, to everyone within the organization so so that's what I've got for you today really really great interview um, one that I really enjoyed uh, recording and uh, an interviewee who I think you'll find really interesting so my interviewee today is Laura Colantuano. Laura is a multi-skilled communications manager with experience in large matrix and fast-paced environments. Laura is also currently international internal communications and employer branding manager at Kraft Heinz. Laura's career started more than 10 years ago, and she has worked for organizations such as Johnson & Johnson, Unilever, Fendi, and Harrods. Laura truly believes that employee engagement and internal communications drive a company's success and Laura considers herself to be very lucky to have the chance to make a difference by sharing values, inspiring and engaging employees every day. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Craig. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, just for the listener, where are you based at the moment, please? I'm currently in West London, where I live and where I spent the past fourteen months. <laughs> yeah, and I believe you're you're off off to Italy tomorrow. Uh, quite exciting after months of yes. being landlocked in the UK. Yes, one hundred percent. Very excited. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, really interested to find out more about your your work and also about Kraft Heinz business. So, do you want to just tell us all about what you what you what your role is, and obviously for those people who don't know what Kraft Heinz does, a little bit about the business please. So, of course, um, I'm currently um, Internal Communication and Employer Branding Manager International at Kraft Heinz. Um, although the Kraft Heinz company is reported in the US with 38,000 employees globally, uh, between white and, and blue collar, mm. London is the HQ of, of International, which is the zone that um, comprises continental and northern Europe, LATAM, Asia, Australia, New Zealand and Japan, East, and our operations and R&D teams uh, yeah. with over 16,000 employees. Yeah. Wow. And um yeah. <laughs> it's a big, big uh, sixty thousand is. is a big it's a big, big responsibility. Yeah. So, and that's very diverse as well. Obviously, you mentioned there some of the geographies that you cover. So the, the, that must be quite uh challenging in terms of expectations and cultures and and uh, and, and particularly from a comms and engagement perspective, yeah. 
It is, it is, 100%. And, and, and uh, I'm happy to, to, to share more about my, my role. Uh, but just for, you know, those who might not know uh, what Kraft Heinz is, um, we, we are one of the largest global food and beverage companies um, in the world, and we produce some of the world's most beloved uh, products. We, we have a portfolio of over 200 iconic and new brands in retail and food service channels. And, well, just to name one, here in the UK, we are famous for our Heinz brand, of course, Yeah, uh, with its um, sauce and dressing strange, our iconic Heinz baked beans, pasta and soups, but the list of brands and products uh, goes on. Yeah. Um, my, yeah, a little bit more about my role. So my team's role as a central hub is to keep all our employees connected and, and informed through effective communications, ensuring clarity and consistency across the zone. And to do this, we work very closely with the corporate team based in the US and mm. the extended internal comms team responsible for the local execution across our business units. And as I mentioned before, we have, you know, thousands of employees based across our offices and more than 40 factories. So such an amazing diverse workforce, as, as you said, with different cultures, languages and needs. And, and this is what makes my role, I think, so special and, and never boring because, you know, you have you have to, to do, be very strategic. Uh, this requires lots of planning, effective stakeholder relationship. And so we need to you know, we need to ensure on one hand that the global campaigns and, and priorities are uh, really embedded in our zone and local plans and, and delivered timely with a common narrative, which uh, is, of course, based on our company's vision, purpose and values. And um, and on the other hand, we, we set our own international internal comm strategy and plans that, uh, you know, it's aimed at driving our zone priorities, bringing our business strategy to life and, and engaging our employees. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 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 a it's a challenging but uh, super interesting interesting role because you have to have this deep understanding of our audience and and local needs in order to develop and implement you know campaigns that matter yeah. to them at local level and and leverage on this wealth of cultures to to, to ensure our communication is is inclusive that uh, all voices are heard and yeah that we showcase the great work they do in each country. Fantastic. That's fantastic. No, so anyway, so getting more specific then. So we met on LinkedIn and we had a really interesting conversation and and, and you actually reached out to me actually because you, you said you really you know this great story to tell about your the work that you'd done around your your um your values and and you mentioned your values there when you were talking about the business about how important they are at Craft mm-hmm. Heinz. So do you want to just give us a little bit of background as to um you, you know to the organization values and also how they feed into your purpose and, and and actually what that purpose is as well. So I think it's a, you know, quite a lot of, lot of information there. So purpose yes. values, you know, tell us all about it. What have you been up to? Of course. So, well, last year was was an important, very important turning point uh, mm. for us. So, uh, after welcoming a new CEO and, and seeing through the first wave of the pandemic, we we introduced our company's enterprise strategy and an exciting new purpose, which is let's make life delicious. Mm. And six core uh, core beliefs that make up our values, and I will take you through them shortly. But uh, uh, alongside those, we unveiled our vision to sustainably grow by delighting more consumers globally. And together, all these elements serve as as a North Star, really, for the company. They remind our employees individually, but also as a team, why the work we do matters. And our purpose is our reason to exist. So 
we are, you know, we are a food and beverage company after all, and mm-hmm. uh, and a company of food lovers, and and we provide consumers with, you know, with products they they love and trust. So here is what we do: we help feed the world, and and we do it deliciously. Mm-hmm. Um, but but behind this purpose, there are these um, six core values driving us to live up to it and and bring it to life, and and they define our shared culture. So. Um, each of our six values start with we, yeah. and this represents an important shift. And, and I, I particularly love this. Uh, it, it's what we call the, you know, the shift from me to we, yeah. representing, you know, a commitment uh, our people make to each other and to our um, consumers around the world. And I think it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing that really showcases how company values are core shared um, beliefs and and the wording is so important for these values to to really resonate with uh, with employees. So just before we go into the values themselves, that's quite an interesting shift then. So the shift from from me to we Mm -hmm. and and how had your values been expressed before then? Was there a different different onus or different emphasis on how you, you portrayed them in the past? Yeah, on the individual mainly, right? right so okay. much more on the individual rather than the, you know, the um, the community, the group of people, like mm. representing a group of people working together towards the same goal and the same purpose. I would say. Yeah. So um, I think now they really fit uh, into our current culture. Okay. Uh, so more of amazing. a collaborative emphasis rather than much an individualistic. More yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. And and sorry and again. Just before we dive into the to the to the um, the specific values, because I think it's, that's going to be really interesting to talk about those. Um, yeah, your 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 purpose as well. I guess that's really interesting. Let make let's make life make life let's make life delicious. Quite a lot of that's quite fun. It's quite uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know again. I guess it embodies the. Um, you know the nature of your products is in the, in that that you know they are they are things that people add to their meals to make them more tasty more more, more delicious more flavorsome Absolutely. all of those sorts of things so i think that's quite a ni- nice how you've kind of captured that in 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 in, in your company's essence i guess yeah. um yeah fantastic okay well, let's let's talk more about these values then so this is what i'm really interested in to talk about now yes. so uh and yes. uh, well we'll put these in the show notes uh, as part of the transcript of our conversation but do you want you want to kind of take us through them maybe as a list and then maybe we can talk about a couple of others you know any that, that are pati- have been particularly relevant o- over the last few months or, or any that you kind of sort of been focusing on so uh, mm-hmm. over, over to you again Laura. Of course so well we focus on all of them uh, but I'm happy to, to take you through each one so mm-hmm. first one is we are consumer obsessed uh, and of course we put our consumers at the center of everything we do mm-hmm. um we dare to do better every day, mm-hmm. uh, representing, you know, our journey of continuous improvement and, and constantly learning and working to be better. We champion great people. Uh, we, we truly believe that as a company, we are only as great as the quality of our teams, right? Yeah. So, you know, attracting and nurturing, developing uh, talent is, is a priority. Um, we demand diversity. We are in an inclusive workplace and, and the diversity of backgrounds um, and perspectives uh, really make us stronger, interesting and innovative. Yeah. Uh, we do the right thing. So we do the right thing by our consumers, employees, partners and the communities we serve. And last but not least, we own it. Mm. Um, you know, there is a strong ownership culture here at Craft Times and mm. we really act as owners uh, making decisions and 
treating the business as uh, if it uh, were our own. So mm. yeah, there's six amazing, great. Uh, the, they're, and they're really dynamic as well. They're not just, you know, um, you know, integrity and all the, you know, not, not that any, if anybody's listening and you've got a value, which is integrity, I'm not, I'm not questioning that integrity is a good value to have, but I think they're very dynamic and, and kind of, they're, yeah. they're kind of, they feel, you know, there's a lot of mo- movement associated with them that, you know, there's, there's, they're not static kind of things that they're pa- passive. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very, very energetic, aren't they? I yeah. guess, which again they, reflects that. Yeah. Culture. They describe behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we bring the purpose to, to life? So mm-hmm. the wording mm-hmm. is so important as, as, as I said. Uh, and, and how did you arrive at those? Cause so again, and I, I didn't know, don't want to go into a, like a really long conversation about, you know, we, we had uh, how many work sessions you had or however you arrived at them, but, 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 but were they kind of uh were they kind of crowdsourced from your people was it sort of a senior leadership thing was it a consultancy how did you how did you arrive it at those was, as your values it was a little bit of both mm. uh, as 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 i said we you know we are on a journey of transformation with a new ceo yeah. and we really wanted to uh embed them in the new strategy with the new purpose the new vision so everything that really sets us for success and mm. you know we we just thought okay what are those values and 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 behaviors that can drivers and they can you know um, make us uh, better tomorrow right yeah. where we want to go but what is what is that thing that will take us where we want to go and and i mm. think they fit yeah. they fit really nicely yeah 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 and and so so okay yes yeah, so that, that that's that's good so uh, anyway as and i know as you you and i know um values are all well and good if you you, you know you can have great values but unless they're actually out there in in the organization mm-hmm. if they're not kind of like living breathing things that help you make better decisions then you know they're they're kind of uh they're not useless but they're they you know that they, they need to be dynamic so i know you've done some really good work around really bringing those values to life and um I, i'd be really interested to hear and i know our listeners will be because i know a little bit about what you've been doing but i think this is the of really the kind of the, the meat of the conversation so tell us all about how you've really brought those values to life for your people yeah so let me <laughs> let me stop by saying that we launched them in the middle of the pandemic <laughs> uh with the majority of our international workforce working remotely so yeah quite quite a challenge mm. uh so we, we we clearly needed to you know to move beyond only driving awareness as such into driving inspiration right around these values right. so we decided to make it personal really and and we launched this um, seven month long cross markets campaign which was launched with a video teaser and, and a call for nominations in july last year and ran until january this year mm-hmm. um and to help land the campaign it was really crucial to tie each value to um, an already important moment in the business, um, such as Pride Month for Widemann Diversity or mm. uh, Appraisal Season for We Champion Way People. And, and each month we we shared and celebrated the unique ways um, employees were already living and breathing the values. Uh, but this campaign more specifically uh, had three core elements. So the crowdsourcing piece, um, employees were invited to nominate a person who exemplified the values mm. and, and, and then an internal judging panel shortlisted up to four candidates every month and and we relied a lot on our local country teams to to really translate and contextualize monthly nominations and and drive the engagement mm. and it was also you know a chance for for them for local markets to to shine in front of the rest uh, of the zone Second element, storytelling that did the magic. So the selected candidates were interviewed and we created, you know, this beautifully designed feature pieces, sometimes videos as well, uh, and, and featured across all our internal channels. And the third one, uh, amplifying. So 
you know, the, the standout stories were then featured in special moments across the business, like quarterly town halls, but even externally uh, on our company LinkedIn page and, and uh, used as, as employer branding assets. Mm, excellent and yeah i mean i think i think that's a really nice way of doing it i mean we we did a a, a show um in this then actually in this series in episode 11 where I, it was really me just talking about how you know storytelling is a really important way i think of illustrating the values you know i call it operational operationalizing the values because otherwise they're just kind of abstract you know even even values as dynamic as yours can sometimes mean have multiple meanings to different people but if we can give yeah. people a kind of working example i, I mean are you able to i know they're into i mean you shared them on linkedin so i would imagine so you, i mean it'd be good to maybe just to kind of illustrate maybe one of the values with with with, with one of those stories of, of of you know with of who it was and what they did and how you use that to kind of illustrate one of the values have you got one to hand that you or to mind that you yeah, share? yeah yeah no yeah. of course yeah. of course um, you know the, as you said i think you know storytelling is really important and and really um make them uh real right yeah, to people so we, we you know the reason why we, we chose this approach was because our diverse population is such a you know great asset right and mm. and we have unique backgrounds different work experiences and and our people are very passionate about what they do mm. and we wanted to recognize the great the great work so um that's the reason why we we you know we wanted to tell their stories and yes they're all out on linkedin but i think we started with uh we demand diversity the first month back yeah. in july last last year and uh, the first story we featured was um this this colleague working in hr in egypt and she told us the story of you know how um she felt really uh valued and cared for during her maternity leave and mm. she was actually hired when she was already pregnant so she had the this fear uh, that, you know, uh, interviewing while she was pregnant would have, you know, affected negatively yeah. the process. But instead, you know, uh, everything worked out perfectly. And, uh, you know, she, she loved the company. She joined um, with with a great excitement. And that is so important, right? Uh, yeah. You know, to, to really work on this bias. And, and, and I'm glad that she felt that way. Yeah. Uh, so it was such a powerful story uh, to be begin with so. yeah yeah so so this so that story was you, you know you you and i think there's a there's a there's a there's a for me when you use stories to, to kind of illustrate things like this there's there's um you you can you know obviously you want to kind of tidy them up a little bit but there's also kind of yes. keeping that authenticity and 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 not like you know kind of you know putting it through too many corporate filters uh, you know sometimes the the, the the grittiness of it can be really where the power is isn't it and, and that sort of thing was that something that you you tried to to maintain was the kind of you know their yeah. tone of voice the tone of voice of the person whose story it was yeah 100 percent. i mean we wanted to to really show in a very tangible but yet engaging way mm. how these values were embedded in our culture and how you know that they, they will guide us going forward as i said uh, and and i think to do so we we had to first articulate the broader definition of the values mm. in a very simple way right and and then show how our values exist in real life examples and obviously always connect them back to the, the the purpose and and i think what what worked really well was really connecting them to a specific moment in the business to, yeah. to you know to really make it make them real and and i think that at the end we we have more than 20 personal stories as as, as you as you mentioned and, and yeah. these employees are now a very important group of ambas ambassadors to us yeah. that will continue okay. you know to help us engage around purpose and values 
So you talk, talk there about ambassadors. How, how, what, what, what's that? Because um, we've again we've had another episode on this in the past about how you know these sort of having these people within your organisation who are your kind of you know advocates. They're then they're they're not you know they're they're, they're not managers necessarily. They're credible no. people who people trust and and know and and actually can be your your you know your key messengers. So how, how you what have you done with your, these ambassadors and how you know how have you you help how have they helped you to continue this sort of narrative after you've done these. Uh, you know kind of the st- storytelling element of it yeah I mean they are the, the the people we go to when you know we want to sense check or we want you know to go more deep into the value uh we had this big virtual convention global convention in uh back in February yeah and we did this amazing video featuring all of them uh to really showcase how we live and breathe our values at a global level so all of them were featured and they were telling how they they live the value in their own languages as well so that's you know it's a you know, an diversity and inclusion piece that I yeah. love yeah. Um, and yes they are they are the phases of the values but obviously we have more than than them right you know we we, we keep telling stories about values um, on a regular basis because we, we we will not just stop here right it's yeah. something that it's part of what we do and how we do what we do right especially in, in internal comms and, and engagement right so yeah uh, we have uh, our 2021 internal comms plan and the values are literally uh, across all our months or our plans and yeah. this is how we bring what we do to life so uh yes we will, we will definitely not stop no you're here. not going to stop there no no fantastic and 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 is this something that you've you've embedded i, I know you the the, the 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 stories themselves so is is the because one of the things i've seen work really well is is where we've we've helped clients with this as well we've we've kind of encouraged them down this route of you know, unearth these stories and share them on a regular basis. Because again, it, mm-hmm. it's a great way of kind of reminding people. Is, is that something that you feel now is something that the organization is used to doing now? So so not not necessarily having to go through you and your team to be able to do it, but, but getting into the habit of, you know, locally, maybe let's share a story about one of our values. Is, is, that, is that something that's happened or, or, or is that something you'd like to do in the future? We, we do that. Um, we recognize our employees based on the values on a regular basis. So whether it's uh, a zone, quarterly town hall or local town halls, we always have a segment dedicated to values. So yeah. we recognize and, you know, we, we shout out and we, um, mm. we, we really award, um, our employees that uh, on a on a daily basis bring yeah. them to life. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's 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 something really beautiful to see the amount of people that uh, recognize because um, they they embed the values in in everything they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we we did some work with an organization and we 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 got them into the habit of you know their management meetings even just going around the table and just every and everyone kind of then once they you know they kind of knew it was going to happen got used to. And, and would prepare for it but not over prepare but they would everybody you know the meetings would start with like okay let's just go around the table you know tell a story about something really great you've seen this week mm-hmm. yeah, the, where someone has re- you know really been living and breathing the values and you, you know it used to be it was quite um contagious once you get that going and, and and again it's just a really really powerful way of just reminding people about what what what's important so uh yeah i think it's great when it becomes you know, it doesn't, as I say, it doesn't require you or your team to be able to do it. It just becomes no. kind of the way we do things around here. It's just kind of cultural. And I think it, it is really, really powerful. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
so any any anything else anything else about you, the way you you have know, been sharing your values that, that you, you like to share with us? I've got, I've got a question really about you know just kind of what you've learned as well you know if you, if you know I guess, I guess doing it in the middle of the pandemic I don't know whether uh-huh. I'm sure you that that you know by choice that you I know you did it you know you took a brave decision there but um you know so what w- w- anything else about the program and how it's worked but also you know any key learning points that you, you could share with listeners who are maybe in a similar situation maybe we've got some values we need to reinvigorate launch etc what what so yeah what what, what uh, any anything extra what have you learned and any any tips for anyone who's doing something similar yeah so i would say what worked for us uh, was to really clarify the purpose first right so the the why yeah. Why, you know, is, is your reason to exist and, and why you do what you do and then the how. So how you bring this purpose to life, right? What are, you know, the core values that underpin the way in which you behave? Yeah. And, and, you know, for us, we make life delicious by being consumer obsessed or doing the right thing. And, and that leads to the what, which is, you know, the products and the service. Yeah. But uh, once, once the values are defined, I would say make them personal. I think, you know, that works really well for us. Don't just speak words that will soon become, you know, wallpaper, right? Yeah. Connect them to, to to practical real life examples of how, how these values are embedded in the culture, uh, and involve employees. Ask and listen. You know, showcase how they live and breathe them. You know, using their voice, the face, the stories. Uh, this will really resonate with people and and inspire others to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, and again, any, any, any learnings, anything you would have done slightly differently given the chance again, or any, anything, any kind of, uh, lessons that, that, uh, you know, you've put in your learning log for next time you do some big, 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 big campaign like this or a big, big intervention like this. I, I, I don't know how that would have worked in real, you know, face-to-face yeah, uh, yeah. life, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I'd love to go back and do it all over again yeah. um, in a different, <laughs> in a different, a different uh, paradigm, world. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. No, mm. but I think... I think we're, you know, we, we, we got really good feedback, number of views on the intranet. So we really make, made of it a consistent campaign yeah. across all markets, localizing it, translating the stories in local languages, using all the different internal channels, the town halls, the meetings. So it wasn't just an email, right? It wasn't just a nice uh, designed emails with some words on it. It was much more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, one thing I think is, is a really positive you know, part of that story as well is that you didn't, you know, it would have been really easy to defer that or to kind of low area expectations, you know, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know. It, it, we're not going to do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll it. put it back or we'll yeah. kind of, you know, we'll maybe we'll do it like a bit of a soft launch now and then when everybody yeah. gets back, but you kind of just went for it. And I think, you know, again, I think that there's a lot of implicit messaging in that about how important this is because, you know, I guess, you know, more cynical people in the organization might have sort of thought, well, why are we doing this now? You know, we've got, we've got a middle in the middle of a pandemic. We've got people, you know, who are kind of, uh, you know, but you, you, and I think that, that, that kind of integrity and determination is, 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 part of the message isn't it so I think that's really important it was it was it was super important to do that at the time to mm. you know af- after launching the, the the strategy and everything to give clarity on you know company's direction and where we're going and, mm. and where we were 
goal or what we want to achieve. And that was really powerful, as, as, as you said. And also the external piece, I would say, worked really well. So, you know, showcasing the stories on our external channels yeah. and, and making people feel, you know, pr- proud and excited to, yeah. uh, to, to, you know, to be working at Craft Times. That, yeah. that worked really well. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, at the end, at the end of when we when we just before we wrap up, I was going to ask you about um, any any or any any links. I mean, are there, have you got any links on your external website to any of these stories that we could put in the show notes? Just in case there, anybody wants to have a look. Or, yeah, of yeah. course. Our global uh, craft times LinkedIn page. Uh, okay. All the stories are there. Okay. Yes. I'll put a link in. I'll put a link into that into the show notes. So if anybody wants to have us look at any of these specific stories, um, um, they can. So that, that's 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 been absolutely fantastic. I really really heartwarming story you know really nice uh like you know positive story i think coming out of all of the trials and tribulations we've been over over the last few months and a kind of really good example of how you you know you, you can bring values to life and you know again as i said it backs up a lot of the things i've i've been kind of uh you know espousing for a long while while now and it's nice to be actually bring that to being bring that to sort of a real tangible example of a, of a you know in a big complex diverse organization doing um doing that really well so thank you thank you very much for that so just before we wrap up, you know, I'm not going to let you off completely off the hook. You know, there's the uh, the, the kind of the the standard question that I ask all of my mm. interviewees at the end of <laughs> end of our conversation about yeah. uh, something that uh, even people who know you quite well, maybe team members, maybe even you know uh, personal friends as well, don't know about you. Mm. Or so it could be something you've done in the past, something you do now, but it's like a kind of, it, it's a sort of little sort of secret that you've got, but you know something that you're willing to share on air with uh, with us. So. Over to you, Laura. What what is your secret? Oh uh, well, <laughs> not sure it's a secret, but uh, <laughs> well, some people might know that I was born in South Africa. Okay. Uh, but what they don't know is that the following day, the local newspaper published the news about me being the first Italian baby to be born in the town, in that, wow. that specific town. Yeah. So yeah, I'm you know I made the news on the first day of my life. You made a yeah. splash, yeah, I, yes, yes, I yeah, did. fantastic. So that's a re- I, I mean, I didn't know that, so I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that. And so, uh, so whereabouts in South Africa were you born? Brits near Pretoria. Wow, and and how did you end up uh, an Italian in South Africa? How did you end up born in in South it's Africa? It's all my my, all- my dad's fault. It's all right. my dad's fault. So he because of his his, his job, he we travelled a lot. So I was born there, then we went back to Italy, and then I lived ten years in Turkey, and then back to Italy, and you know now I'm in the UK. So yeah, that's story oh. of our family. I would Wonderful. Say. So does that does that entitle you if you wanted one to have a South African passport or? Uh, or, or are you- I I could have asked for it. Yeah. I think now it's a little bit late. I think in my 80, eight, when I turned 18, I, I could have asked for it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, but, right. Uh, I oh. stick to my... Uh, European passports. Wonderful. Oh, what what I did well, what a lovely story. No, and and uh, yeah, yeah, and and the and the and the um and the kind of reputation of being, you know, you claim to fame of being the first Italian born in uh, in in uh, in South Africa. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm quite sure. Not sure we have the the the, the piece of paper somewhere. to prove it. Yeah. Prove oh no. That. Yeah. That, yeah. That's well, the story that's... I've been I've been told, and I'm pretty sure there was a picture in it as well. So yeah. you know, I, I need to look. Uh, so that's it. a good 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 bit of bit of research to do for the future. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You. I'm sure 
sure now that with the internet and Facebook and things like that, I'm sure mm-hmm. someone uh, would, would be able to, you'd, you'd probably be able to get it in relatively, yeah. uh, relatively easily. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's sure. wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, look, um, that's been absolutely brilliant. I've gone, I was going to put a link into your LinkedIn profile. So if yes. anybody would like to contact, is that okay? Yeah. I know obviously Perfect. it's up to you to reply if, if you, if, if you want to, but uh, I'll put your be LinkedIn profile to. in there. Yeah, no. And I'll put a link into the, um, the company LinkedIn page, as you said, where the, yes. uh, these stories are, so we can have a look at them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, where, and you, so back off to Italy tomorrow, whereabouts in Italy are you heading back to? Um, just, Rome. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh yes, you did. You told me, you told me it was Rome. You're yes. where you are. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm After jealous. After eight months. After so eight months. Yeah. 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 No, Happy to that, see family and friends. Yeah. Well, ha- have, have a lovely have a safe trip uh, yes. have a, and have a, have a, you know, a rewarding visit back home. And um, I'd just like to thank you again for, for, for sharing thank your you. marvelous story with this today, Laura, and, uh, and much appreciated. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. So thank you for listening to Engaging Internal Comms. Hope you found this episode useful. Um, we'd love to get your feedback and thoughts about the show. So, and, and also any questions or ideas that you've got for things you'd like us to cover in future episodes. So you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can get in touch with us via the contact form on our website, which is engagingic.com. Also, you'll be able to sign up for our mailing list there and we'll send you relevant news about the show new episodes and also anything that we think you might be interested in when it comes to internal communications or employee engagement if you like the show and you haven't already done so please subscribe to it via your podcast service and also you can subscribe to it via the links on our podcast page which again is engagingic.com um, if you know anyone else who might be interested in the show please distribute it to them please let them know about it we want to try and grow a community of people here who are contributing to the show giving us new ideas for episodes and things that you'd like to cover in future so thank you very much